This is Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast. Episode 051, Blinded by the Light. Blinded by the Light was recorded in the Delane Leah Studios in August 1976. It was the last song recorded for A New World Record, but it's the second track on the album. It was written by Bruce Springsteen, marking the only time an ELO song that wasn't a cover was written by somebody outside of the band. Bruce said the lyrics were written from a rhyming dictionary. In the first line, Madman Drummer was a reference to Muppet Drummer Animal. Indians in Summer was about Bruce's Little League team. And Teenage Diplomat was about Arthur J. Collingsworth. When Collingsworth was 14 years old, he wrote a letter to the President of Brazil, resulting in Art being appointed as United States diplomat to Brazil later that year. On the August 28, 1986 BBC radio show City to City, Jeff Lynne said, That was a weird sort of thing. I look back on those and I think, oh, I cringe because it's so strange, but then I think that was better because it was straight not caring what anybody else thought about it, which is a good thing. In 1981, Canadian ambassador Bob McKenzie said of the song, I think it ranks up there with Stairway to Heaven. After the song was a hit for ELO, Bruce recorded his own version. It was the third track on his album, Nebraska. It was released as a single on December 4, 1982. It failed to make the charts. The song was covered by cross-dressing group The Dairy Queens in 1984, Funk Star Deluxe in 2002, The Sessions Band in 2007, and punk band Liberace's Military in 2009. It appeared in commercials for GE Lightbulb, Mad Dog 2020 Light, and Summer's Eve Hygiene Product. There's something going on around here that just don't add up. I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And I'm Eric Winsensen. What is not to love about this song? I love everything about it. The keyboards here, I love how those sound. I think the real selling point to me for this song is the delivery of the lyrics. Just the rapid-fire rhyming scheme that carries throughout the whole song. It makes it fun to listen to. It's got a limited orchestra in it. There's some strings, but they're not really right there in your face like a lot of ELO at this time. And the chopsticks part, that's kind of cute. That makes it fun. Really, the whole song is just nothing but stone-cold fun. I have loved this song since I first heard it back when it was a hit in 76 and became a radio staple ever since. And anytime it comes on, anytime it randomly pops up in my iTunes, or iPod, I am all in on this song. I can't think of a single bad thing to say about this. This has got to be one of my favoriteest Electric Light Orchestra songs. 
The chopsticks part is one of Richard Tandy's most playful moments on any record that I've heard. Just kind of makes me smile there whenever I hear it. Yeah. But what I really like, though, is how Jeff Lynne really roughened up his voice for this. So it sounds a lot more soulful than he normally does. Mm-hmm. He's not doing the high register, but he's doing a low register, which I really don't hear on many of his songs. Yeah. Over the last couple years, he's really been able to do more stuff with his voice. El Dorado, you hear more Roy Orbison-y kind of stuff, and his voice is beginning stronger. And I think it's great that he's been able to find new ways to use his voice. Because if I didn't know any better... I wouldn't think this was ELO just by the music and the voice because it doesn't really sound ELO-y at all. But there it is, Blinded by the Light by the Electric Light Orchestra. I thought it was Kelly Grookett at first singing the lead, but no, it is Jeff Lynne. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Kelly Grookett on that counterpoint where they're both singing different verses of the song, he does come in and works well. At that point, you can actually hear the difference between their voices because Grookett's at a little bit higher register on this one than Lynne is when they do that counterpoint part. Yeah. So I want to clear up right here, just settle this now on the podcast where the entire world is is obviously listening. just want to clear up this lyrical misunderstanding that's been going on for, what, 42 and a half years? Somewhere around Everybody there. Everybody keeps... Something like that, yeah. Everybody keeps thinking, wrapped up like a douche. That's not it at all. <laughs> um, I mean, I've known this for years. Anybody who's looked up into this knows it's not wrapped up like a douche. It's revved up like Bruce. See, back in 1975, Bruce Springsteen was, he was really starting to make a name for himself. People were starting to pay attention to him. And Jeff had heard that Bruce Springsteen really puts on quite a powerful show. When Bruce is performing, he gets all into it and riled up. He gets revved up. After Jeff and Bruce wrote the song, they went off on their own separate ways, their own career paths. And Jeff did a little bit of tinkering afterwards, and he was so impressed with Bruce Springsteen's concert performances that Jeff later threw in that line, revved up like Bruce. So that's what it is. It's not revved up like a douche. It's revved up like Bruce. And even though Jeff and Bruce never worked together since so far, maybe they will in the future. They're both still alive. They're both active. They're both still making good music records here in their 70s and 60s. So Jeff recalled the experience of writing with Bruce. In that famous line, Don't bring me down, Bruce, that is referring to his working with Bruce Springsteen. See, on the way to the writing session with Bruce, Jeff was thinking in the car, there's a lot of talk about this Bruce Springsteen guy. I hope it's not a lot of hype. I hope he can actually bring the goods to this writing session. Because, you know, Bruce is still a new name. So he was thinking, while being driven to the writing session, oh, don't bring me down, Bruce. And when Jeff was writing, don't bring me down, he thought, you know, that would actually fit nicely in this part of the song. All right, we're putting this in here. Don't bring me down, Bruce. Well, the thing is that, yeah, it is revved up like a deuce, not a douche. Mm. The thing is is that when Bruce Springsteen wrote it, this was before he got on his IBS medicine. So he would really have some bad problems whenever he went to the bathroom, and it got him all... So, yeah, that's where that line comes from. And Jeff Lynne, from what I've read, suffered some of the same thing. That's kind of why he did the song. He kind of sympathized with Bruce Springsteen in this particular case. Hmm. So we have two sources of what that line is and, and where it comes from. 
Uh, maybe the listeners out there will set us straight. Which one of these stories is true? Because I i mean, that's where I found out in this uh, Jeff Lynn song database about that song that it's not douche, it's Bruce. Right, because originally a lot of people thought he was singing about some guy in a BMW. But once they cleared up that it wasn't that, then I thought they'd all clear that up. But yeah, there, there's still some controversy there. Well, you know, these things linger. Once a rumor or a misinformation is out there and spreads like crazy, people just hang on to it, and they're walking around singing blinded by the light, wrapped up like a douche, another, and it's just, it's something that never stops. Even here in the 21st century, when you can go, and you can go on the internet and look up the words. I think it was also a problem was that this was during Jeff Lynn's period where he was drinking heavily. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, yeah, he'd come into the studio and his words didn't always come out that clear. Right. I can see slurring deuce into douche if you're pretty liquored up. Right. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I think this is the Electric Light Orchestra period known as the mouthwash time. And I'm glad that he was able to get out of that before New World Record. Well, for the rest of the album for New World Record and be able to um, enunciate. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, you could hear that also in the on the third day some of those songs where he kind of slurred some of the words money in her face don't mean a thing so yeah Yeah, but that was pre-mouthwash that was back when he was still experimenting with cough syrup i believe okay it actually also tells you what a pioneer that jeff lynn was because he was drinking cough syrup long before lil wayne and all these other rap and hip-hop artists so he even blazed the trail for a lot of hip-hop culture well, I've always thought that Jeff Lynne was a visionary in many ways. And there's Definitely. one right there. Yeah. Got something to say about Blinded by the Light? Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375. Call now. Was it a hit or was it... Electrical Light Orchestra's version of Blinded by the Light got to number one in both the United States and Canada in 1976. Much better than the original Bruce Springsteen version did, which barely even scratched the top 100. And there you have it, the most popular song in the nation. At number one for the week ending February 19th, 1977, the Electric Light Orchestra with Blinded by the Light. Are you on Facebook? Okay, sounds like you are. Make the experience more enjoyable by joining the Facebook group Jeff Lynn's Blue World. Not only can you post anything even slightly tangentially related to ELO without some tin-plated nerd with delusions of godhood blocking, deleting, or removing you, but you can win sh- ELO calendars, ties, even tickets to Xanadu. Ah, oh, crap! Uh, not the movie, the play. <laughs> Jeff Lynn's Blue World. I think God the dream came true. Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? I love the song and that's all i want to say bye wow she liked it taste the music an electric light orchestra song by song podcast is a production of radio trolla entertainment assorted deli meats amalgamated you can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftm podcast at gmail.com keep up to date on the show by joining our facebook group and spread the word about the show by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on itunes you can financially support the podcast and get some goodies at patreon dot com slash ELO pod next week episode zero five two love is like oxygen all right should we let him in on this now this was our April Fool's show 
Both of us are very well aware of the story behind Blinded by the Light. Manfred Mann, Bruce Springsteen, and that it has nothing to do with ELO. Back, or IBS. Or IBS. <laughs> Back in the Napster days, and even still, I still see it today, that people credit this version of Blinded by the Light to ELO. And I also see the same thing with Love is Like Oxygen. I, neither one sound anything like ELO. I keep seeing that. I thought, oh, we'll do an April Fool's show about Blinded by the Light. And we did. We're not going to be doing Love is Like Oxygen next week. Uh, what song are we doing next week, Karen? Next week, episode 051, Telephone Line. There you go, Telephone Line. Are uh, you quite finished with your joke? Yeah, I, th- I think we're pretty much done here. <laughs>